October 2018 marks the 50th anniversary of the 1968 Summer Olympics in Mexico City. Official remembrances have focused on the iconic visual design of the Games, the record-setting performances of star athletes, and the historic black power salute from Tommy Smith and John Carlos, a rare political act during the aggressively depoliticized Olympic Games, and one that led the International Olympic Committee to swiftly censure and ban the athletes from the event. But there's more that they don't want you to remember. While the 1968 Olympic Games were officially declared the Games of Peace, the lead-up to the event was anything but peaceful. In Mexico City, ten days before the opening ceremonies of the 1968 Summer Olympics, Mexican soldiers opened fire on student protesters in the Plaza de Tres Culturas, murdering hundreds. This is the history the IOC wants you to forget. Nineteen sixty-eight was a year of political turmoil around the world. In the United States, the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. sparked uprisings across the country, and protests against the U.S. aggression of the Vietnam War surged in intensity. In France, students and workers joined together in political solidarity, leading to mass strikes and occupations across the country. During these and other global protests of the New Left, the Mexican student movement of 1968 began to take shape. Fighting for a new wave of democracy and an end to inequality, this student movement threatened the power of the authoritarian government, who were preparing for the mass spectacle of the Summer Olympics, the first Olympics to be held in Latin America. As protests occurred across the country, the government used violence and military force to suppress any signs of dissent. On the morning of October 2, 1968, thousands of students peacefully gathered in the Plaza de Tres Culturas in the Tlatelolco section of Mexico City to hear speeches from leaders of the movement and rally to protest injustices. One of the rallying cries heard in the square that day, We don't want Olympics, we want revolution. As the protests continued, the local police and Mexican government forces surrounded the square. Tensions continued to mount throughout the day until, sometime after 6 p.m., the first shots were fired. Soldiers from the Olympia Battalion, a secretive special forces group created to enforce security around the games, entered the plaza, and the Tlatelolco massacre began. Students in the plaza were arrested, tortured, and brutally murdered. The government swiftly moved to cover up the truth of the massacre. Official reports claim that somewhere between 30 and 40 students were killed, but other more accurate estimates from eyewitnesses and scholars have placed the number of deaths closer to 300, with hundreds more wounded. Ten days later, the Olympic Games began, as if the massacre had never happened. In the 50 years since, we've learned more about what happened on that day in October. Early reports from the Mexican government had claimed that student protesters fired the first shots, though it was later discovered that the Mexican government had planted snipers in the surrounding buildings who opened fire on the soldiers, provoking their assault on the students. Declassified documents from the White House, the CIA, and other branches of the United States government have shown that the U.S. was heavily invested in trying to control the situation in Mexico, motivated both by anti-communist fears and the desire to suppress the growing student movement before the global spotlight of the Olympic Games shined on Mexico City. We've seen echoes of 1968 again and again. The police sweeps before the 1984 Olympics in Los Angeles, the torture and mass murder of unhoused children during the lead-up to the 1988 Games in Seoul, 
the violent militarization in Rio in 2016. This reality stands in stark contrast to the shallow displays of global unity and prosperity promised by the Olympic Games. As the IOC and Olympic boosters relive the false glories of 1968, we remember the lives lost in Tlatelolco and the true costs of the Olympic legacy. Thought we'd jump right into it this week. This week we're going to be talking about the 1968 Mexico Olympics. In the United States, these games are known for the protest carried out by two black athletes, Tommy Smith and John Carlos. You've all seen the picture. It was going around again when Colin Kaepernick started kneeling for the national anthem. Um, the two athletes are holding their fists in the air, the black power salute, and solidarity with black people across the world, but especially in their home country of the United States. Of course, Carlos and Smith were received uh, about as well as Kaepernick was actually probably worse. I don't think that they got any Nike contracts. Um, Jules Boykoff and Power Games prints a letter written to the IOC. Our State Department should take action on such traitors. They're referring to Carlos and Smith. But for political expediency, they won't. In the United States, most people don't know about the massacre of over 300 people that happened in the lead up to the 68 games. We're trying to do our part to change that. Um, last year, No Olympics hosted a screening of the documentary El Grito. It was directed by student Leobardo Lopez Areche. Um, he captured the protests in Mexico City and the state's brutal response. Um, for 50 years, this film was suppressed, but it's recently been legal to show it. After the screening, some of our comrades had a discussion with activist and artist Sergio Arau. Um, we've shared some of that discussion with you all today. We also have part of an interview from Lance Wyman about his experience uh, designing the iconic artwork for the games. And of course, we have some awesome music that we're excited to share with everyone. I hope everybody learned something today. I guess one of the places I'm kind of most interested in starting, you know, to kick off the discussion, and we talked about this a little bit at 7.30. Um, I think, you know, one of, well, there are sort of two reasons that, in addition to the fact that today is the actual anniversary, watching this movie and having this discussion right now feel really pertinent. One is obviously the intense state violence that we're experiencing and kind of how um, how public and coordinated uh, it is and, and kind of how collective our struggle against that violence and repression is. Um, and I think so it's, it's important to look at historical examples uh, and, and what movements, you know, how movements have responded. And then specifically too with Mexico in 68 and with this, this student movement, you know, one thing that we're kind of, you know, organizing right now or, or one of the things we're responding to um, and working through is the, uh, the organizing committee for the LA 28 Olympics uh, recently did this 
really bizarre brand launch that our understanding is is that it was part of a, a sort of contract they had they had to do it at a certain point um and i should i work professionally in marketing and advertising it, it was very badly and weirdly executed just from a marketing standpoint um but then also one of the things that they're clearly doing that's a strategy is they're they're they identified um you know, 26, 26 creators, what they're calling, you know, hashtag LA28 creators. Um, and our theory is that they had 28 people and two dropped out. There's no reason they would choose 26 if it's LA28, right? It's just like, um, and they're basically trying to put arts and culture at the forefront and make make people ambassadors. And so we've been interacting directly with a lot of those folks uh, yeah, they left two open for Elijah, exactly. Um, they're gonna pull two people up on stage. So yeah, we've been interacting with a lot of those folks and sort of launching direct critiques. And, and for me personally, it kind of, it reminds me of, uh, you know, the moment where I got really involved with Unión de Vecinos, which was around the gallery fights. And I'm an artist and filmmaker and kind of, you know, this question coming up of at what point you know, does my role as an artist and my role as a community member intersect and what are, you know, what are the things we can ask of artists and especially now um, I'm, I'm so happy that you're both here and I know we have a lot of uh, artists and filmmakers on the call too and, and this is part of, you know, the, you know, the work that we're engaging in right now is, is around that question and so that, and that was obviously such a huge part of this movement was engaging, uh, you know, through aesthetics, through art, through political art. And so I, yeah, I'm going to shut up and I want to hear from people kind of what that, what they took from the film and then just even like in your own work, you know, organizing work, artwork, what, what does that look like? And, you know, what do you see as the responsibilities and necessary responses from artists? Okay. And I don't want to put the two of you on the spot. I, anyone can answer. This is, we, oh, we didn't plan oh, a like panel or anything. It's like anyone we totally can answer. We feel on the spot. We were just yeah. waiting, like, who's going to talk? Oh my God. No wonder, no, no. So don't, don't put us on the spot. Is anybody else, um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm just listening to what, I don't know exactly what the group is doing, you know, in terms of the Olympics and, I hear, I get all my information through Leonardo, who's a very dear, close friend, you know, on the road since like 1984, you know, that we know each other. So it's, you know, I, I, I'm very curious to know, um, you know, I know some of the stupid plans already in place for the Olympics and the changing of the whole landscape of the city and uh, addressing what they think is, you know, addressing problems, which is like, you're not really addressing the problems, you're pretending to address problems, you know, by um, by giving permits to create the structure of the Olympics, but, you know, so I don't know as much. Um, I'm fascinated with El Grito myself because I came into, I, I didn't live through the student movement at all, but I guess I was about four years old when this happened, but I grew up hearing of it and I had heard of this film as like the mythic El Grito film, 
you know, so uh, to actually be able to see it and, you know, to witness it for myself, not, you know, through Sergio or through my own mother, through, you know, um, I am fascinated by, I love filmmakers, I love artists, you know, in our crazy way that we get in the middle and in the thick of everything. I love that, you know, and, um, and to watch it, to, to know what it takes to put a camera in the middle of that and to be as creative as they were with the making of this film, you know, how, like, hiding in the, in the cars and all of that. That was like, I mean, aside from watching the history of Mexico evolve and develop and, and, and all of that, you know, I, I just, I had a big smile as I was watching it. I'm like, you did it, you did it, you know? And it's like, so, so to me, that's the kind of experience I took away tonight. You know, that, that um, we, as we may take a rest, we may be exhausted and, and take a break, but welcome back. You know what I'm saying? And this is what we do as artists, you know, we're in the thick of it, so. Yeah, well, you know, I was, I was 16 year old, 16 year old, and I was primero uh, preparatorio technique. It's um, uh, uh, sophomore. So, and I entered the high school. The high school, and uh, I was a very well domesticated kid. <laughs> I was, you know, a good student, very well behaved. And um, I was totally convinced that the world was great everything was okay everybody was happy and uh, was a, a big awakening for me i mean to to the granaderos and uh, i mean they, they they took the school all the schools from the university and one day i mean they, they were organizers in the, the school and we, we had a meeting inside this, this school and suddenly we were surrounded by the the, the Granaderos, what is it? Like the SWAT team no, kind no, of thing? No, no, it's like the, the riot police. The uh, riot police, riot then, police. Yeah. And, uh, and they took out of, took, took everything out of the school, but uh, with, with um, you know, guns and, and um, <laughs> bastons. I don't, know, I don't know the name of this thing, but, but they are very, very violent. And um, after that, I, I started participating in, in, in the movement. Um, well, I, the, the, for me, it was a before and after. I mean, I, I, my, all my career, all my, my work is, is around justice um, after that. Mm -hmm. and, and it was, um, I mean, later, I, I learned a lot what happened because well, you know, I was a kid in, in the middle of all this violence, but um, I just, uh, with everyone, and I was supporting everyone. I was doing, you know, flash yeah. um, um, uh, meetings everywhere and organizing and helping, but because I wasn't a, a leader or anything. Um, but later, I, I, I learned that um, that movement wasn't um, like workers' movement or nothing. We, we were not uh, asking for salaries or, or you know, um, obrero campesino, not, nothing. It was human rights. And by that time, it was very advanced. Yeah. Well, it was like civil rights. Yeah. Human rights. Civil rights, human rights, yeah. 
And um, well, okay. <laughs> I just I, two years ago I released a song about 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 the Dos de Octubre. It's a, the name is No Me Olvides because the, whatever is, I mean the, we remember this Dos de Octubre No Se Olvida October second never forget. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's never forgotten. So your song is like and, October second, don't forget me. You know. Que el tiempo se llevó Tú pones los anuncios 
uh, the the people been um, uh, stayed. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I mean, then the question is, and I think going back to Carolina, saying, what is the struggle in Los Angeles, right? This, what is, and what are the different struggles that are being represented that are in Los Angeles that are not being represented in, in in art or in this kind of space? I mean, the struggles for space, the struggle against police abuse and racism, displacement, uh, the abandonment of the of the of the businesses, and so on and so forth. But I think Mexico 68. You, every poster, every song is telling you about something is happening today, this week, this month, in the middle of this struggle to to have yeah. democracy and free and free space for the students to have a life. One of the other things for me that was really powerful about that imagery too, and and kind of the the story that it told is yeah, it was it was clearly in response to the current conditions, but not even just the conditions and material reality in Mexico City, it was so transnational. It was responding to like a global struggle. Um, and which is something that I feel like, I mean, and I should just say too out loud just for posterity. And this is something we've heard too. It's, it's always interesting, um, you know, seeing this play out every time we bring up, uh, you know, the massacre nobody in the united states talks about this i i did not know that that had happened until three years ago when we started reading it, it is completely erased um and then even but even in the uh like english language you know media things that i read there was really no discussion or kind of acknowledgement of the larger moment of that of 1968 and kind of yeah, just like the larger global context that produced it and how it was connected. So even in the film, like in, in those first moments and then later on, like the, the number of times that you see Che throughout and like the, you know, the connection to the Cuban revolution and the Vietnam War and that's, that feels very palpable in the film and in those, those sort of um, moment that like the immediacy of it. Uh, and I think like when it, it gets sort of taken one step out and recorded on in a particular way like that, that was lost for me reading about it. And in a way that uh, watching this film, it felt very immediate, like, oh, it's, it's responding to these particular conditions, but also, you know, within, you know, within that particular space, but then also globally. I think it's um, the, the uh, forest scumpification of the, that period in the United States that you know people have kind of this very yeah i don't even know how to really you know it's it's forrest gump right just this way of 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 aestheticizing what is actually political and emptying it out you know a la you know boomer liberal what is you know you know the united states played a role right it it, it supported uh, Latin American coups, you know, it supported, it kind of pressed and, and urged uh, Mexico, uh, Diaz Ordaz, to uh, repress the students. Um, uh, and on the other hand, you have connections between uh, radical groups too, right? This internationalism that's going on at the time. So I think that is still the case, right, right now, um, in terms of thinking of um, uh, what we have kind of as as our kind of desafios, our challenges in terms of the 
the the state <laughs> and and what would be a popular movement right so um i you know they have they, it, it was a, as a uh, um uh a moment when all these different social movements kind of came together you had workers you had you know anti-war you had students you had commies and all other kind of groups um and you had the uh chile um actually not chile yet i'm i'm kind of going ahead i i keep thinking of batalla de chile like batalla de chile is like the the film that really informs the way that i think about this period and how i try to keep my feet on the ground in terms of the possibilities of you know how that how you know how repression can happen afterwards and and trying to kind of think about the role of uh, how you organize to be able to do um, do a revolution and you know bring a better society so i always have kind of chile in the back of my mind so um in terms of thinking of 1968 um uh Yeah, the, 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 the challenges are there, is all, all I want to say. I, I kind of uh, went off my, um, oh, one thing I wanted to kind of tack on as I, I wanted to respond was, um, uh, yeah, that there is a revolutionary moment that is just as then was undergirding all these things, was connecting everything. There's a revolutionary moment that's happening right now too. But over that you have um, a base and superstructure that just wants to keep things as usual, business as usual, right? And the art that is being produced to promote this event and the political discourse that will be happening is one that we're just, you know, we do this every every four years, we're going to do it now, like, and, and they're going to be coding it in these uh, messages of, um, perseverance of like yeah you know in it to you know in it together or whatever kind of um empty bland euphemisms they're they're coming up with now during the pandemic um versus right what is really there kind of um palpable right and why this the state needs to kind of uh respond so violently um which is that revolutionary moment that is is there right it might you know whether it, it comes to full fruition or, or all those things, those are many theories and many historical examples that, but, um, you know, those, those things are kind of there. Yeah, something else that uh, it was really, like, fascinating to see depicted in the film that I, I feel like was missing in a lot of uh, the, yeah, the sort of Artic yeah, articles that I had read a couple years ago was the role of mutual aid, like seeing those scenes of the medics and the, the medical clinics. And, but she had shared and all posted in a chat this amazing catalog of some of the artwork, uh, you know, coming out of, uh, of 68. And there was one, um, one poster in particular that I was drawn to that anyone who knows me won't be surprised. And it's a, it's this like black poster with a huge yellow skull and like big teeth. And I was asking her, I was like, what is this? And so she was looking at it and she was like, oh, it's the, the dental students opened like a free clinic for people to get their teeth checked. And so, yeah, just seeing, I, I feel like obviously the, um, you know, the, 
the you know the violence is incredibly important to talk about but i feel like that can also sometimes overshadow like what are the the networks of care and support and you know autonomous uh, social relations that formed in response to that as well and i'm going to find that um the link to that uh that document to post You know, in, in 68, uh, I mean, there was a lot of artists participating in the, the movement, and uh, they put together a magazine, uh, a political cartoon magazine, La Garrapata, and, um, and the government, well, they, they found them, because they, 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 they got, they, no, they got mach uh, print, printers oh. and machines to, to create in the in the clandestine yeah, and underground, underground. I mean, they, they made this magazine it was I mean really popular really fast there are uh, there was another magazine this porque that was like uh, this uh, okay with the long, long distance I uh, it looks like a little like national inquiry but it was every, everything was about the, about the movement. Uh, was a good intention, but was really awful. <laughs> but the government destroyed the machines, destroyed everything. And in '71, that that went up up to the Olympics and everything. The 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 movement the movement uh, grow started growing again uh, because they in the '68 they with the with the with the Tlatelolco massacre they, they stopped the movement. But they didn't stop the the Malista housing. The uneasiness. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then in, in seventy one was a lot of uh, um, urban guerrilla, rural guerrilla, and uh, and that's when they they send they send us <laughs> los halcones that you can see in in, in drama the film that was that's was in seventy one because. Was like uh, the the last part of the, of the movement of '68. Of it, like, it played out in '71. You know, that was the end. But there was a paralysis that did happen. You know? Yeah, yeah. But there was there was a lot of a lot of um, artists doing. Um, well, now we have the internet, but by that time was uh, was it? I don't know how you call it. How do you say that in English? The mimeograph is it? Like mimeographed? Yeah. So very that basic. Was, yeah. That was everywhere. I mean, everybody participated. In the whole city was covered by um, for years. I mean, they still there's uh, thing you know graffiti and stuff talking about the movement and trying to to remember that, that it's important to maintain the, the, the rebel vision, the rebel spirit. Because of things- not forget. Yeah, don't forget. Well, I'll just share for one second. <laughs> this is less related to, I, I mean, it is strategic. It's, I guess, starting just with the observation that every time I've watched this now, I'm just struck by the scale of the movement and of these gather and we're talking about claiming space and territory it's just it's like still pretty remarkable 
um, yeah, just like the scale of territory and number of people that we're talking about. Um, because again, when I had just been sort of reading about uh, about the movement and the massacre, I and they would say it was a massive popular movement. You know, I had sort of my conception of what that meant and what the scale of that was, and and then actually seeing it on film, I was like, oh, holy shit! Like this is this is so far beyond anything that I've seen. Even on, I think we're just starting to get a taste of that recently with the. BLM-led, you know, actions and uprising over the last few months, and, but, but honestly, even that, like, I, it doesn't feel anything really comparable to the, the scale that we're looking at, and it's such a, for such a sustained duration, right, like, having those title cards of, like, months, like, it's that scale over, like, several months is, is incredible, and so just thinking about, like, what does it take to build something of that, that scale? Yeah, and I think that's what that was one of the the amazing things of that moment that it was all sectors of society that got together, you know, the, and you see it I think in the film because you see the doctors, the professionals, the workers, the students, that you know. Yeah, yeah, was, talk, uh, yeah from the, from kids to old people, I mean from every sector. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, it starts as um as um student movement, but immediately jumped into a bigger. But prior to that, they had, the students had come in contact with the railroad workers, no? Yes. And so they were in pro of a workers struggle, but then it, it just got bigger, 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 bigger. And as you said, it became a civil rights and a human rights, and, you know, a right to be on the street and a right to, you know, demonstrate against what, you know what I'm saying? Just speak up. I mean, it was basically that. So. Uh, who wouldn't join in to speak up, you know? I mean, it was kind of... I well, think you know, we, we have a, there was a, a law, the, the Article 45, that, that says that if you're against the government and you criticize the government, they can put you in jail. And there was a lot of artists in, 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 in jail because that. Oh, because just based on that bill, they could just cart you away. Because yeah. you're like complaining against the government, and that was enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then they had the thing of like, yeah, everybody can get a permit, but you know, with giving you a permit comes like the right to we take it away, <laughs> and it's like that's what they did, you know? It's like, okay, you know, we're taking away your permit of like protest and you know, get going, or we're, you know, the tanks are coming in. That was the, the official excuse, right? Yes. It was, you're like. What kind of a logic is that? That is so bizarre. That's surrealistic. It's surrealistic, which Mexico's good at. Yeah. Can I can I jump in here? I, I think I really like that people are talking about space. Um, but to me, it also is like it's not only just space, but it's also a, a sense of community, right? And it, it is kind of rare when you when you feel like a sense of community. I I have felt that on like when the Occupy was here in Los Angeles, like it felt like a community. Right, because people like there was just people just like hanging out, and the movie kind of has that feeling to it when they're just all in that square. It doesn't look like they went to an event. It looked like they just like showed up, and they're like some were hanging out, some were like doing art, some were just like chatting it up with like the music in the background. Um, because I think like I have like also when when we've done like week long strikes at hotels, like 
you sort of get these like sense of community and I'm really inspiring to hear what's happening at Go Park and that's amazing. But I think it, I think um, building community is, I think to me, one of the most powerful things because it really like, it's gonna sound kind of cheesy, right? But like you feel, you feel loved, right? Like you feel like connected, you feel like you're part of something. It's not just showing up to an action and then leaving, although you do have to get the sense, but but it just, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain it. It's, it's kind of, it, it's, it's more of a feeling than, than a thought for me. It's just like, it's like a group of people in solidarity and like really showing a lot of like radical compassion or radical love, what I would call it, uh, in a space like with a common goal. And so uh, it's not very often replicated and, and, but when it is, I think it's, it's a very beautiful, very beautiful thing. And then, of course, this was a tumultuous period in history throughout the world, and there's a lot of student uprisings, and uh, there was a, a lot of uh, activity in Mexico, and, and because of that, there were a lot of students uh, killed by the government, and I was working at the Olympic Committee during that time, and I, I was at the committee a lot, so I, didn't, I wasn't out in the street, but my wife was with me down there, and she actually saw tanks uh, going down to Reforma in Mexico City. So it was, a, it was a very scary atmosphere and you could actually feel it in the air. I mean, it was like you could feel the tension in the air. And, you know, thank, thank God the, the Olympics happened. I mean, I, I always have felt, uh, well, I, I had an experience where it became, the feeling was real, but I, I, I kind of felt, I always think of it as being a little dirty because I, I wanted the Olympics to happen. I didn't want the program to be stopped by the students, but I wasn't that much older than the students, and I hated the idea that I was working for the government down there, and you know, the Olympic Committee was part of the government, and that was who was responsible for killing the students. So it's like being in a situation where we really couldn't do much about it, but 
you kind of want to do something or wanted to or something. You, you didn't feel good about where you were coming. I didn't feel good about being so gung-ho about wanting the Olympics to happen and uh, you know, not thinking more about the other. Honraré a los caídos luchando, Tlatelolco no fue su final. Un glorioso vivir tendrán cuando construyamos una nueva sociedad. Abolir para siempre queremos un sistema en que la explotación que del hombre por el hombre se hace no respeta ya la humana condición. Honraré a los caídos luchando, no conozco sus nombres y sé que por nombre podría darle a muchos el glorioso y bello nombre del Che. Yo también me incorporo a las filas del que lucha contra la opresión, del que lucha contra la injusticia, sistema de ignominia y corrupción honraré a los caídos luchando Tlatelolco no fue su final porque habrán de vivir en el triunfo del que lucha por la nueva sociedad adelante adelante marchemos cada vez con cautela mayor The United States leads the Olympics in medal awards and is just about supreme in the sprint races thanks to men like Tommy Smith and John Carlos. Yesterday, they came in first and third in the 200-meter dash and then stood on the victory platform with bowed heads wearing black socks and gloves in a racial protest. Before the Olympics, there was a furor in this country over a threatened boycott by Negro athletes. Then most of them decided that participation in the Olympic would further the cause of civil rights in this country and abroad. The Negro athletes wear buttons reading Olympic Project for Human Rights. There were some boos in the stadium last night. ABC sports editor Howard Cosell spoke to Tommy Smith after he accepted his gold medal. Tommy, would you explain to the people of America exactly what you did and why you did it? 
first of all, Howard, I would like to say I'm very happy to have won the gold medal here in Mexico City. The right glove that I wore on my right hand signified the power within black America. The left glove, my teammate John Carlos wore on his left hand, made an art, my right hand to his left hand, also signify black unity. The scarf that was worn around my neck signified blackness. John Carlos and me wore socks, black socks without shoes to also signify our poverty. This is the motivation, the symbolism of what you did. Now, do you think you represented all black athletes in doing this? Uh, I can say I represented black America. Uh, I'm very proud to be a black man, as I said earlier, to a, and also to have won the gold medal. And this, I thought, uh, that I could represent my people by letting them know that uh, I'm proud to be a black man. pacíficamente a un mitin en Tlatelolco 15.000 en la corriente año del 68 que pena me da acordarme la plaza estaba repleta como a las 6 de la tarde Grupos de obreros llegaron y el magisterio consciente los estudiantes lograron un hermoso contingente De pronto rayan el cielo cuatro luces de bengala y aparecen muchos hombres guante blanco y mala cara Zumban las balas mortales, rápido el pánico crece, busco refugio y la tropa en todas partes aparece. Alzo los ojos al cielo y un helicóptero miro, Luego sobre Tlatelolco llueve el fuego muy tupido. ¿Qué fuerzas tan desiguales, hartos tanques y fusiles, armados los militares, desarmados los civiles? Doce años tenía un chiquillo que muerto cayó a mi lado y el vientre de una preñada como lo han bayoneteado. Y eres 
Elena Oriana Falachi, voz de la prensa extranjera, ya conoció la cultura del gobierno de esta tierra. Ya vio que vamos unidos, estudiantes con el pueblo, contra un sistema corrupto y la falacia de un gobierno. Recordará a los muchachos contra la pared sus caras, las manos sobre la nuca y su derecho entre las balas. Jóvenes manos en alto con la B de la victoria, B de Vallejo me dicen los de la preparatoria. Miras de muertos y heridos solo por una protesta. El pueblo llora su angustia y el gobierno tiene fiesta. Qué cruenta fue la matanza hasta de bellas criaturas. Cómo te escurre la sangre, plaza de las tres culturas. Y porque en esto murieron mujeres y hombres del pueblo, el presidente le aumenta al ejército su sueldo. Vivan los estudiantes, jardín de nuestra alegría Son aves que no se asustan de animal ni policía Y no le asustan las balas ni el ladrar de la jauría Caramba y zamba la cosa, que viva la astronomía Me gustan los estudiantes que rugen como los vientos cuando le meten al oído sotanas y regimientos, pajarillos libertarios igual que los elementos, caramba y zamba la cosa que viva lo experimento. Los estudiantes porque levantan el pecho cuando le dicen harina sabiéndose que es afrecho y no hacen el sordo mudo cuando se presente el hecho caramba y zamba la cosa el código del derecho me gustan los estudiantes porque son la levadura Pan que saldrá del horno con toda su sabrosura Para la boca del pobre que come con amargura 
samba y samba la cosa, viva la literatura. Los estudiantes que marchan sobre la ruina Con las banderas en alto para toda la estudiantina Son químicos y doctores, cirujanos y dentistas Caramba y samba la cosa, vivan los especialistas Me gustan los estudiantes que con muy clara elocuencia la bolsa negra sacra le bajo las indulgencias Porque hasta cuando nos dura, señores, la penitencia Caramba y samba la cosa, que viva toda la ciencia Caramba y samba la cosa, que viva toda la ciencia Que no me 
ves a tu familia que ya no tiene calzones Yo tengo ya faldilla, ni tienes pantalones Nomás me quedé pensando porque dejé a mi patrón Me decía mi prenda amada que vaya el patrón al cuerno Como estuviéramos de hambre si te has seguido creyendo De lo que te decía el cura de las penas del infierno Viva la revolución, muera el supremo gobierno Se me reventó el barzón y siempre 